Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Sleaze, I'm fresh off the plane. Just got back from Charlotte, North Carolina, where Team USA did it again. Won the President's Cup. But I tell you what, it was looking rather nasty early. Shout out the international team, Trevor Immelman. They put up a hell of a fight. It was fun to watch. We got a ball game at the end of that thing. We didn't know. I mean, a lot of us talking about boat race. I thought it was going to be, quite honestly. And then, sure enough, first two sessions, 8-2. to two, I was like, this is... This is dirt nap and this is dirt nap quick. Like I just wanted my whole goal when we talked about last week, like if we can get into singles, like into a few matches single, and that there's some sort of drama, I think that would be a win for the event. And we ended up getting it, dude. There was a time, the last eight matches, I think it was on the back nine, the internationals either led or were tied at some point on the back nine. Like, dude, some of these things you started doing the match, like, all right, if he can pull that one out mm -hmm. or if he can flip that, there was a scenario there where this thing would get really, really tight. And I think they did, especially being down eight, um, what, eight, two. After yeah. the first two sessions, like they came, they clawed, they won by a point after that. Pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I think, we, you know, we were all joking after the first couple of days. Like, you know, we, we have the Miracle at Medina, you know, the Massacre at Wingfoot, all these sayings for tournaments. It's like, this one's going to be known as the Quail Quickie because this thing is going to be over in a hurry. I mean, it's not even going to get, Sunday's not even going to matter. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. And Trevor heard that, by the way. The, the uh, Quail Quickie, he had heard some it. Very, question, very nice words for me when I was walking up the ninth hole on Saturday, I believe. It was pretty funny. So we were, I was walking down the fairway following Jordan and Justin. And Bussy was the caddy captain. Jeff Volga was the old caddy. Great dude. I was talking to him and Jeff the whole time. Bussy's sitting there. He drives, pulls up behind me. He goes, hey, get in. Sit. Let's catch up. I'm like, okay. So I sit. And we walk up. And there we get to the green. And there's Captain Immelman. And he turns around. He looks at me. He goes, oh, so you're going to insult us and then use riding our carts, huh? <laughs> and we had a good laugh about get it. Get your ass out. I was like, hey. and then they played good. I was like, hey, maybe I motivated you a little bit. Yeah, the quail quickie. They must have been used in the locker room. But, dude, they <laughs> they battled. The singles were fun. Uh, they showed up. Tom Kemp is an emerging – I mean, I don't know if you want to call him emerging. He's going to be a star. His golf game is nasty. He was the entire engine for that international team. And, dude, they they battled their asses off, man. That's a, that's a competition that, quite frankly, they should – I mean, stats-wise, get steamrolled. Rankings-wise, get steamrolled. They didn't. Yeah, and that's one thing. Speaking of Tom Kim, he's our guest today. Yes. Which is, which is very exciting news. I got to spend some time with him at the at the team parties afterwards. Great, dude. You're, you're going to love this. But I questioned a lot. You know, there's so in, in every sport nowadays, it's all analytics, you know? This does this. I mean, it's, it's people that aren't even playing the game of golf that are setting up who should play who and, what, and all this. And I, and I was doing the post game for SiriusXM, and, and they're getting dump-trucked. It's 8-2. And they're sticking with the same teams and everything. Sticking, we're sticking to the system is what they kept saying. I'm like, man, the system ain't working. Sometimes Let's mix this shit up a little bit. Yeah, everybody comes out with a game plan. You got in the first half and it's 21-0. Like, all right, well, maybe we stop yeah. running it. Maybe we're gonna throw it. Around. We do do something because this ain't working. I was shocked by that. I was also shocked. I think the biggest surprise was singles, where Tom Kim went out. Dude. I'm like, dude, this is your guy. This is the only dude sticking it to the U.S. Like, we can't handle him right now. He's a problem. He's getting the crowd. Like, the crowd was loving him, even for an international guy. I'm like, he doesn't, maybe doesn't have to be the first guy out. I probably would have maybe put him. But he's one, two, or three max. You get him out there, and then all of a sudden I see him back, and he's at 10th. And I'm like, you're putting him in a spot where his match might not even matter. That's the one guy giving y'all, like, a shot of life. I was floored that he went out 10th. So Gary Williams and I were sitting outside – um, the, the press tent where they do all their interviews and they do all the pairings each night. So we, we're sitting there. So when players go by, we can grab them, do, do a quick interview. So they're starting to read off the pairings for this, the matchups for the singles. And I all leading into it. I'm like, well, Tom Kim is 100% going first. This is the safest bet in history. Like he's yeah. going to go out there. He's going to go against a big name. They're going to get the crowd going. This is going to be awesome. Like you got to get this guy going. People were loving him. Yeah. 
And they list it off and they keep going and they keep going and they keep, and I'm like screaming, like, what are we doing? Trevor, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And apparently they could hear me in the press tent. The media guys said they were dying laughing because they could hear every word I was saying. How I was just like, Trevor, what the fuck? They should have heard it. Here? They should have listened. Yeah. Hey, Tom, he's doing pretty good. Maybe yeah. get him out there early where for sure at least his match matters. So it didn't I went, have to be one, two, three, somewhere right there. I went from saying I'm, I'm retiring the Quail Quickie t-shirt and I'm going to put put Tom first on a t-shirt. Like, what? You know how amazing that would have been, whether it's against Max Homa, Jordan Spieth, or Justin Thomas. Because those were yeah. one, of, one of those three was going to be the first guy out. No doubt about it. Can you imagine that first tee? Max didn't get put out till number 10. Yeah. Put him so 12. They're, they're waiting on him. I mean, you just neutralize your biggest, your biggest but I was weapon. Like, Here's a guy, whether you, you're probably not going to win being 11 to seven. And at the end of the day, this is entertainment. Yeah. Like put the kid first. I mean, every dude, the place, the cheers weren't as loud for him as they were for the Americans, Obviously, but it was yeah. damn close when he came through that tunnel against Max and he had the international sunglasses on. I mean, this place went nuts. The first five matches went off. A bunch of the crowd left. And then slowly, Right before match number 10, here it came. Started filming, started filling up again. NBC didn't show the first, show like the probably six, seven, eight, nine matches tee off. And all of a sudden, here they come back again. And they're showing Tom Kim walk out. They're showing Max walk out. Man, he's he's such a breath of fresh air. Like, he's just lovable. He's hilarious. I mean, he's obviously 20 years old. And he's got a lot of game. And he's got Joe Scovern on the back. He's 20 years old. God. Fucking, it's just insane. I mean, that's like, that's like Jordan now. Like, he just played, he's played almost a decade. Now, a president's cup, I'm like, oh, my God. And here comes Tom. He's 20, and he was doing everything for that team. I was just, like you said, they're pro you're probably not going to win this thing, but put your horse out, dude. Let him go. Let him run. Maybe he wins and upsets JT, and all of a sudden, the guys behind him are like, holy shit, Tom did it. Let's go. You know, you never know. You can easily second guess it. But I was, out of all the stuff that happened this week, I was like, how is Tom, how are you putting him in a spot where his point might not even matter? I know. That's wow. I agree. But listen, I think the international beast, team though. is up and coming. I think they're going to continue to get better. Obviously, the President's Cup was getting absolutely shit on the, after the first two days because it was just a blowout, and that's what it looked like it was going to be. And then all of a sudden, they came back. They won the session. They won. Uh, they tied the first session and won the second session on Saturday and made it a little bit of a ball game. It was fun. Quail Hollow place was rocking. So many people. It was so much fun to be out there walking with those guys. I walked with Jordan and Justin a lot. It was – it's cool. Those team events, I mean, you, as you know, the Ryder Cup, it is so much fun. It's so different. Yeah, they did a – they did a good job for how much shit Trevor had to go through before with this guy's leaving. Oh, by the way. Oh, now this guy, and all of a sudden your team's just decimated, scrapping that thing together. The odds were crazy. They did a good job, dude. They showed up, they played better. It was closer. It had more drama in it than I thought it was going to have. The first two days I was like, yep, that's what we said. Mm -hmm. It's going to, this thing's, this thing's quick and it wasn't. So they did a good job. The lines are already out for Rome, by the way, us minus minus one ninety, uh, internet, uh, excuse me, Europe plus plus one eighty five. So there's mm -hmm. a little, little, uh, closer line than the, you know, minus 700 you were seeing on the U.S. side for this one. But you look at that U.S. team, man, it's just like, who's who's leaving? And we don't know who might become. By the way, you're going to add Will Zaltoris to that team. Mm -hmm. If he gets healthy and comes back normal, like add that one in, you know, I who's was, not going to be there? I don't I know, dude, lot, but it's loaded. I talked a lot with international assistant captain Jeff Ogilvy going down the fairways. And I mean, he's like, <laughs> these guys are young. They're deep and they're so freaking good. Like they're just going to be so hard to beat for such a long for a long time. I mean. Listen, Team Europe and the Ryder Cup's going to have their hands full. Whoever's on that team, it's going to be so hard just to make the USA team. Now, oh, you could be you could be top. I mean, there's a possibility you're top 18 in the world, 20 for sure in the world, and not on that team. So, obviously, I'm an assistant captain. By the way, did you see my little? I got a little trial this week out at Charlotte. I saw you in the buggy. I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder who he hijacked out of that. Thing. I didn't hijack anyone. I was walk, walking with Justin's match on Sunday, 
And following along, and there's Zach Johnson. It's all of a sudden it's tight. They're tied with three holes to go. He goes, Colt, I want to walk with Justin. Please drive my cart for me. I'm like, is this a tryout for Rome? Yeah, dude, put me in. This, this is good. Let me get my feet wet, dude. Let me see what it's like in the moment. And it, it was great. I got to drive the team cart for three holes, took around Mr. and Miss Thomas, um, Jill, Justin's fiance, and was right there in all the action. It was absolutely incredible. Those things are fun, man. And like we said numerous times, props to the internationals for, for making it fun to watch on Sunday. Because there was a situation in there where it wasn't going to be. And, right, I was, and we say, didn't even get our best from Scotty or Sam Burns no. either. And uh, that was wrong part of the about reason Sam why Burns. was so close. He played Sam good, Burns but points-wise. incredible. He points just ran wise. up to a buzzsaw every time. Points-wise, like you you're right. Sam, Sam Burns played some good golf. Scotty, but like there's a number one in the world. You're like, oh, you know, you match him up with anyone on any team. Like that's advantage U.S. and didn't shake out like that. Sam Burns had two rounds where he tied a match and lost a match where he was eight under in both of them. Yeah, he played some, he played some good golf. Man, it's just... That's a squad. Just loaded. And I was fortunate enough to go to the after party. I'm not going to reveal too much because that's kind of a secret. But I will say this. The international team knows how to party a little better. They got, oh, is that right? By a lot, long ways. Some dudes. Hey, did Kiz, did he do what he said he did? Kiz took do? off on a hunting trip. He left at 10 o'clock. Oh, I thought he was No, he's gone. Oh, man. I thought, what is all this? There? But no one knows how to party. I party. No one no, else he had does. A hunting I'll trip. get my point in the, in the after party. Yep. He had a hunting trip in Colorado. Had to. Catch gotta, a plane. Gotta go shoot some out. shit. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta shoot shit. But man, it was a lot of fun. It was a great week. Once again, hats off to Quail Hollow. That place was freaking incredible. Yeah, we got a I think we got a better week out of that than a lot of people expected. And it was good to see. Well, our guest Tell is just one year older than our doer's nineteen year old. <laughs> it's pretty crazy to think. <laughs> he came thank just you, before. Thank you, Scotland, for the great game of golf. You really did us a solid there. And thank you, Scotland, for the great gift of Scotch whiskey especially the Dewar's 2022 19-year-old Champions Edition, crafted in partnership with the USGA. The 2022 19-year-old Champions Edition is a double-aged and then finished in a new American oak and first-feel rye cast to be as complex and rewarding as the game of golf itself. The flavor profile is rich with notes of butterscotch, heather honey, and cinnamon. You've got to try it to believe it. The 2022 19-year-old Champions Edition is a limited edition and going fast. So if you see a bottle on the shelf, grab it. Then enjoy as you raise a glass to the sport we love so much. From Dewar's, the most awarded blend scotch whiskey in history. Enjoy responsibly. It's now time for the Dewar's Cheers Moment of the Week. And I think this is a pretty easy one, Sleaze. We're going to give a little cheers to Captain and past subpar guest Trevor Immelman. Not only for his great role as a captain, but for what he did to Greg Norman. Greg Norman threw out a little tweet out there, you know, putting every putting everything aside, all the animosity, you know, this is a great event. I want to wish everyone luck, including Trevor Immelman. Put a picture of when they won their only presence. You mentioned yeah. the, the one that they won. Yeah. yeah, of course. And Trevor just had a little simple response on Twitter. LOL. I was shocked when I saw it. I was like, is this a spoof account? Like someone created an Immelman account? You know what I mean? I was like, no, they just got to check everything like that. I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe he would even respond to it during the President's Cup, too. I said I wish you would have said fuck off and everyone would have loved it even more. <laughs> there ain't a whole lot you could do right now. I don't think the most, if it's going as a counter to Norman that most people, that most of the golf fans and media would um, have, have an issue with. But cheers, Captain. That was awesome. And so was the great week out at the President's Cup. All right. Let's get, let's to, get to the star. Here he is, Tom Kim on Golf Sub Bar. All right, ladies and gents, we got one of the hottest names in all of golf with us here today. Coming off his President's Cup debut, where he was a star for the international side. Already a PGA Tour winner and quickly becoming a fan favorite. The Tank himself, Tom Kim. How are you, Tom? Good. How are you guys? Good, Good dude. Thank you so much for joining us. First off, we're just two days after the President's Cup. How are we feeling right now? You got to be exhausted. 
I'm tired. I'm tired. I I laid down for like I got home at six p.m. and I couldn't get out of bed. Time went like that. So here we are. <laughs> I saw a little story. I think Siwoo Kim posted a picture of you laying face down and said he dead. What what do you know when that was taken? Actually, so after I I came, I think I arrived around lunchtime and then. My Airbnb wasn't checked. The check-in wasn't until four o'clock, and I had nowhere to go. So I called him up. and was like, "Hey, can I go to your place?" And he's like, "Come over." And once I got there, I just lied down. <laughs> I couldn't do anything else. So um, can't believe he took a photo of that. And it was, I thought it was pretty funny to share. And um, I'm, yeah, it was like the adrenaline dump was was massive. Well, let's go. Let's go back to last week. I want to know. I mean, you're you're 20 years old. You obviously you won on the PGA Tour late this year in the season. At going back to the start of the year, how much was even making the President's Cup team on your mind? Don't think even, I don't think it was even on my mind. <laughs> like, I don't think I was to a point where, like, I don't think I was, like, I wasn't even considered being even nearly on the team. Like, my world ranking was, I might I might have been inside the top 100, but points-wise, I was so far away that I was just focused on trying to get my corn fairy tour card. And... It's amazing how this these six months have changed, and uh, I think once I, right before Wyndham was was my point where I really got close, and that's when like it started to get on my radar. So it's uh, it's been a crazy, crazy six months. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's been a wild ride for you. And let's go back, talk on that a little bit because I think going back what five six months, the average golf fan probably didn't know who Tom Kim was, and now I think everybody knows who Tom Kim was. But give us where you were playing. You're only 20, so it didn't take you too damn long to get your PGA Tour card, but why don't you go through from when you turned pro to where you've been playing up until this point to where now everyone knows you. So I turned pro when I was 15. Um, I started on the Asian Tour uh, when I was... I got my Asian Tour card when I turned 16, and I was there for a little bit. You know, I started on the Development Tour before I got on the Asian Tour and got my three wins for that season. I won, and then that got me... I got three wins, got me into... The remainder of the season, I won. I won on the Asian Tour my second start out, got me got me my full status, and then COVID hit. So I played four events, being a full time member on the Asian Tour. And then COVID hit. So it's been a it's been a crazy it's been a crazy run. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I am 20, but it feels like it's it's been a long time. I've been out here for a while. So um, even to this year, I was I just had my status on the Asian Tour, and the goal was to try to get my core fair status and just playing here and there and getting, you know, getting late starts, getting inside top 100, got me to the PGA, got me to the Byron Nelson. So got me even, got me a spot to the U.S. Open. So it's been a, it's been a, from the start, from the bottom to reaching out here. So it's been a crazy run. I think it's only going to continue to go up. I mean, it's just been an Hopefully. incredible run, but we, we got, we got to talk about this week because I, for me, I, I've watched you play several times when I'm out there on the broadcast, but I've never seen the emotion from Tom Kim that I saw last week at Quail Hollow. Did you know that's how it was going to be for you? And just take us through everything in the week. The moment from when you got there, you first put the shield on to go into the first tee on Thursday. So I remember just getting into my hotel room. That was the biggest thing. Once I got to that floor, it's, it's locked out. It's just for the team. Um, and when you get to your hotel room, you have your name. You, you open that door, you got your, you got your stuff, you got your bag, you got your, like, you got your clothes, you got everything set out for you. And that was just a moment where I just soaked it all in. I was like, man, like, can you believe this? Like, 
from six months ago, not having any status in the U.S. to playing the President's Cup, like, this is amazing. Let's, let's have a great week. Um, obviously, playing on, practicing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the crowd started to, you know, there's more people more and more throughout the day. Once it got Thursday, it was packed. And that first tee, it was, it was insane. It was unbelievable. And I told myself, I just want to be good. You know, I want to be a good energy for my team and I want to, I want to pump them up. So um, my fist bumps, you know, I really didn't think I'd go that crazy, but it definitely came out of me. Take us back to that first match. Cause I think Billy Horschel made a comment and he's been on tour for a long time, right? He made a comment like he felt like he was going to, he was going to throw up for the three hours leading up to his tea time the first day. Did you feel like that going into your first one? I mean, here you are 20 years old, like you said, six months ago, you know, things were different and here you are on like the biggest stage. No, I was so pumped. I wanted to get to the first seat. That was that was my thing. I just wanted to get things things going. I just I didn't I didn't like to wait. I just like man, I wish my warm up was like finished already and I could go out to the first seat. You know, I never went first out. I wanted to go first out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie because I just wanted to. I wanted to get things going. I wanted to hit good shots. I want to put a point on my put a, put a point on the board for the team. And um, yeah, I was just I just couldn't wait to. Get things going. And I mean, if you if you look at it, you're tw- like we, we keep going back to it. You're 20 years old. You're a rookie. You played all five matches. Did you have any idea going into the week that that was a possibility that you'd play all five? No, I didn't really think I was going to play all five. I'm not gonna lie. I I knew I was going to play a lot, but I didn't really think. I thought I'd rest like one or two matches, depending on how I played. And I lost Thursday and Friday, so I was like, oh. I might play one and then I might sit out, you know, it's not, it's going to suck, but at least I'll be ready for Sunday. And I heard the news that you're going to play 36 tomorrow. I was like, really? Like I just lost two matches. It was like, well, you better go play well tomorrow. And it, it started out perfectly. And you know, that start y'all got off to obviously was not ideal. You're down eight, two after the first two rounds. What was the message from Trevor Immelman? How did y'all keep in this thing? I mean, because y'all turned it around on Saturday, won the session and actually made it a ball game on Sunday. The thing was, we we played really well. We're not gonna lie, we played pretty good. They just they just outplayed us. There's that American team was just so strong that we're like, man, if we if just a couple of lip outs went in, like we could have gotten three more points. It's just it, the luck wasn't on our side that much. They played really really good. Um, so we're like, we just gotta keep we gotta keep adding pressure. We're hitting good shots. We know we're playing well. Let's just make a little bit more putts. And, and Saturday, that's exactly what happened. We just made a few more putts here and there. We added pressure. We were hitting good shots. And um, it's just we wish that maybe Saturday was like the first day. But um, it definitely – Saturday was a point where, okay, we can re- actually do this. This is what it's all about, right? So um, that, was, that was just the main story of it. Yeah, and the media and everyone leading up, I mean, the U.S. was minus 700 to win that thing. The whole message was like, hey, the U.S. team should win this thing. It shouldn't be shouldn't be close. But it comes down to golf. How much were you guys as players, A, aware of that? And how much did you guys talk about it? Like, look, dude, nobody expecting us to win this thing. Let's go play with the chip on your shoulder. Like, we were tired of hearing it. You know, we're, we're a great team, you know. Um, and we're like, let's, let's show these guys what it's all about. And... I feel like on Saturday was really the statement of we're here. We're not, we're not just here to play. We're here to try to win this cup. So it was, 
definitely Trevor did a really good job. Like I really thought he could be a motivational speaker. It was so impressive how good he was at talking to the team, getting us pumped up. So, you know, kudos to him. But, you know, I really wish we would have – it would have been a great upset in this entire history of golf if we had won that event. But um, hopefully in Canada we can we can do something special. I mean, it got not, interesting on Sunday. Yeah, not just golf. That could have been one of the greatest upsets in all sports. But I want to go to your, your fourth match with you and Siwoo um, against Xander and Cantlay and the shot you hit on 18. Okay, you're way back there. You have 240, I believe, and you hit a two iron. Where yeah. did that iron shot rank in, in all the great shots you've hit in your career so far? It's definitely up there because of the situation, you know, but it's just I hit such a bad tee shot. Like, it was so healy. It was into the wind. It was so bad. Like, I was like, man, I'm going to have a far, especially with a back pin, like, I'm going to have, I'm going to be pretty far back, but I knew that being far back was actually going to be better because then I can just hit a full shot. I don't need to control it or like hit a distance control, like flighted shot. I just knew it was a perfect two iron. And I'm not sure if the TV got this, but the whole American team was 15 yards right behind me. And I was walking up and I saw JT. I saw just, I saw Jordan speed. I saw Tony feet now. I saw all of them. And, I remember just looking up the flight, seeing the pin. I was like, I was born ready for this. Like, this is my time. Like, I'm like, this is going to happen. I'm going to make birdie here. It's going to go crazy. Like, we're going to win this match. And setting up over the ball, I was like, just getting my alignment ready and just let things go. And once it's hit the face, I was like, this is perfect. And it was, it turned out absolutely amazing. I really wanted to beat that team, especially Xander and Patrick being such an elite Um like duo for them like they're such a strong strong team and um i'm so i'm so happy i told xander at, at the party that bro like i'm not gonna lie i really like beating you on saturday and he's like oh i hate losing to you trust me so it was uh it was pretty cool there ain't many dudes that can say they've beaten that team no. by the way international or european but but for you you mentioned you, you turn around and you see all those guys justin thomas jordan spieth um tony finau for you, I mean, you're you're new to playing over here on the PGA Tour. Like, how much have you looked up to these guys at such? I mean, you're 20 years old. I mean, they're basically my idols, really. You know, I've studied their game for such a long time, and like I said, six months ago, I wasn't even here. So, also watching them on YouTube, and I was like, man, I would like if I play the PGA, like I get to see these guys. So, it's um, it's definitely been inspiring. You know, they've really inspired me to to try to come on the PGA Tour, and it's amazing what the role they've played and um, yeah, I even thanked a, a couple one of them saying, hey, thanks for inspiring everyone across the world to come to the PGA Tour, and they've done a great job. So, um, who, were those, who were those guys, if you don't mind telling us? Um, I, I talked to Jordan um, at, at the party on Sunday. I was like, hey, man, like I, I've always wanted to say this to you, and I'm going to seize my moment, but thanks for inspiring me and so many people around the world to come to the PGA Tour. You're such an inspiration, man. And it's like, thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. So that's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's rare. That's so Tom, let me ask you this. Cause like for, for Colt and I or anyone our age, right coming up, all the tour pros we talked to, they can pretty much remember the first time they saw Tiger Woods or played with Tiger Woods and how nervous they were. Right. It's like a moment they can all remember. Is that the same way for you? You might be getting used to it now, but the first time you came out and were playing in the same field with JT or Jordan, was that the same like, wow moment for you that for that it was for Tiger with guys our age? Yeah, so the funny thing is my first PGA Tour event was 
at Harding Park. It was a PGA Championship. It was not the most ideal start to having your first, like, it's kind of like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm on the PGA Tour event. Like, it was a major championship. It was hard, right? And I met Tiger. That was my first interaction with him. And I was all, I was all fanboy. I was like, can I take a picture with you, Tiger? It was like, it was really nice about it. But um, it's, it's crazy how being a fanboy to playing on the same stage as these guys, it's, I can't really put it into words, really. You ain't the only dude to fanboy out first time they saw Tiger. Go back to that match, though, against Xander and, and Cantlay, because I read something where you said, like, before that putt, I was thinking about what I'm going to do when I make this, like my celebration. Then you make it, you go ape shit. The celebration was awesome. I assume at this point you've seen it. What do you think about the celebration? Was it what you thought it'd be? It's um, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be because it was good. I, I knew it was going to go in. Like it was, it was such a good line. It was, it had three cups of break. I'm not going to lie. It had a lot of break to it, but I was really feeling confident with the putter. You know, I, I missed a couple putts kind of on the high side with a lot of speed and, I just knew if I had the right speed, it was going right in the middle. And, you know, like just looking down on the line, I was like, this is this is it. Like I was born for this. Like I'm going to make this. I'm going to let the U.S. team know that I'm here to win. I want my teammates to know I'm here to win. I want to bring them up. So it was just a perfect. And I remember Tiger at the Arnold Palmer throwing his cap down and mm-hmm. celebrating. That's exactly what I wanted to do. So it was perfect. Well, you did it. And it was awesome. But I have. <laughs> I have one request, Tom. You and you and Siwoo both live in Dallas. I just need to, y'all to work on y'all's celebration that y'all do together. The jumping up and down and each other. We just, y'all got to practice that before Montreal. Yeah, that was um, that was pretty bad timing for my chin. <laughs> that, hurt, that hurt a little bit. We jumped at the wrong time. I bumped into his shoulder and um, I told him, like, dude, that hurt. Like, But I was like, that adrenaline pump was so big that you couldn't feel it or anything. He's just... Gosh, it was amazing. It so, ain't the worst golf. Uh, it ain't the worst team. So even Tiger and Steve had a little uh, mix up on some of the celebrations. So you're in, you're in good company there. But I thought the the walk off putter slam, hat slam, whatever you were planning, it worked out. It, it definitely worked out. I think I wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't change it. That's for sure. Not at all. But take us take us a little behind the scenes, like in the team room. Obviously. You're the energy of this team. You're the one that got there going nuts. You got the crowd on your side, actually, which is is very hard to do. But, like, who was, like, the vocal leader? Other Obviously, we got Captain Trev Rimmelman. But who were some of the leaders behind the scenes on your team? I think Adam, Adam Scott was definitely a playing leader for us. You know, it was 10th President's Cup. It's amazing. Like, I think his first one was, like, when I was one. Like, it's it's incredible. He's been on the team for almost as long as I've been born. Like, it's it's amazing. So... He definitely took us under his wing. He gave us a lot of advice of how to do things and just especially in the circumstance, we had a lot of rookies on the team. So like being on US soil, I didn't think it was gonna be that different, like of just the support of America and not that much support for us internationals. So he got it up he got us like a clear image of how to kind of under pressure like what it's gonna be like and what what can what can help you do better in these situations so for me definitely i think for a lot of players will agree that he has definitely been our top leader outside of captains yeah and you were you were one of the few international players i can remember in any president's cup on u.s soil where like the fans like they started rooting for you 
Could you feel that when you were out there? Did, was there a moment in any one specific match where you're like, holy shit, these people are actually rooting for me and I'm not even on Team USA? Um, I think singles was was really big. There, you know, I, I had a lot of things where, hey, Tom, we love you, but not this week. Like, I heard a lot of that. But um, it was amazing how even though I know I, I understand I am on the international side, but just I, I knew that a lot of people wanted to see me do good and, you know, put on a show and – um, I'm very fortunate that I didn't have a lot of booze that week. So, um, I, I, I had a blast for sure. I had a lot of booze that week, but it was a different kind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new story for another day, but take us, let's go to that singles match. Uh, I think a lot of people were very surprised to see you go out 10th against Max Homer. I mean, I thought with the way y'all played on Saturday, you had all the energy, all the momentum. I was like, there's no way Tom Kim is not going out first. Were you a little surprised about where you were in the lineup? Um, no, I just, I told Trevor that I, I'm a team player. I would do anything um, that, that what they think is best for our team. Um, you know, I wish, but like I was tired. So I thought it was kind of good for me. I played 36 holes, like almost fully. So I thought it was perfect. I, I could have enough sleep. I could wake up a little late, you know, I could, take my time getting ready. I didn't need to rush things. So um, I kind of thought it was good for me. You know, I'm not going to lie. Okay. I thought it was great for me to play out there. Then I played with Max. So, you know, he's, he's again, he's a really nice guy. So it was pretty cool to share that with him on Sunday. And I was there. I was there on the first tee when you and Max teed off. And it was, it was crazy. Like the first four or five matches, the place was packed. And then it kind of cleared out. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they started coming back, getting ready for your and Max's match. What, what was your feeling when you walked through that tunnel on Sunday, you got the, you had the glasses on. The place was going nuts. How cool was that? It was um, it was definitely special. I I, I brought the shades because I was like, man, I got to bring something new today. I can't just keep, you know, getting the crowds out. Like, what what's what's gonna be new? What's gonna be fresh? And I thought of just wearing the glasses going up the cabin, and the fans. There's a lot of fans that go underneath the cabin, so I wanted them to see that. And I went, damn, like Tom's bring like something new today, and. Camilio was like, you should wear this coming first tee. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And I was like, you're right. That's a good idea. So right before I started tee off, I was like looking for my glasses. Like, where is it? And I brought it out. And I was talking to Joe. He's like, are you ready for this? Like, this is going to be pretty cool. I was like, just do it, bro. And I put it on and everyone went nuts. And I thought it was, um, it was definitely something that I might look forward to doing it again. And especially on a Sunday, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of different vibes where, it's a singles match, so I wanted to. I want. I wanted the American crowd on the first seat to just kind of, kind of like me a little bit. So, well, yeah, it worked. It, <laughs> it worked. worked. Mission, mission accomplished. I read in your in your post game, you said something like, "During the singles match, I got a little too caught up in like the match and not playing my game." What do you, What do you mean by that specifically? So I was most of my matches. I was like, it was even. It was even to like one down, two down. I was never really two, three up before, and. I got caught up in my head where like there wasn't much energy. Like we, we weren't playing great. Like I'm not going to, we didn't have a lot of birdies to go three up. Like it was, it was kind of mellow. And um, being three up, I was like, I kind of felt like I lost a little bit of vibes. Like I wasn't myself. I wasn't high energy. I was just playing golf. And um, like, I just caught up. I got caught up where like I was thinking about the result of the match than just playing my golf at the moment. And that's what happened on Friday playing with Xander and Patrick, like I got caught up to a point where like I wanted to win the match instead of hitting good shots. And 
if a birdie comes, great, let's make another birdie. It was more of result oriented. And Joe got me back in it on Saturday. It was like, dude, let's just play our golf. Let's play our game. And the results, like what's going to happen is going to happen. So but on Sunday, playing with Max, I was three up. You know, I got a little ahead of myself. I'm not going to lie. And once I start to lose momentum, it's just Max. Max played great. I'm not going to If Max didn't play good, I would have won. But he played great down the stretch. He played awesome. So, you know, kudos to him for the win. But, you know, I, I was pretty pissed. <laughs> I was pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you be easy on yourself because you had a hell of a week. You played some great golf and you got so many new fans. But we got to go to the after party, which I was fortunate enough to be there with you guys. And let me tell you, the international team knows how to party. The U.S. team could take some lessons from you guys. <laughs> how, how much fun did you have Sunday night? It was my first official party. Like, no one knows this, but I've never been to a party before, and it was my first first official one. I didn't drink. I just – I was hammered by, with water, but um, it was fine. Like, I got to dance a little bit. I regretted that as soon as I woke up. And um, But <laughs> I think it was, it was so special because of the people who were there. My first official party was with Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa. Like, oh my gosh, it's like a dream for a twenty-year-old. Like, can you believe that I, like, I'm partying with these people? Like, so I think that was the special part. If it was just a random party at a club, like, I'd be like, why am I here? You know, what am I doing? Like, I'm not having fun. I'm gonna drink water. Like, it's not fun. Like, but like, I got to talk with those guys. You know, I got to bond with those guys. So that was a that was a special one. Yeah, good place to get your first start there. Talk us through the uh, the picture surface of I think it was Hideki's caddy with all the signatures on it. Everyone at Autograph. How did that how did that come that. to be? I was um I think that's like it was it was crazy how you know he is very like you see the masters you see the cap off and you see the bow and everyone was crazy like it was amazing and then you see that part of him taking his shirt off you signing on you know on his body and stuff and. If you see the photo, there's arrows that go down on the side of his belly button. I drew that. I was the one who drew <laughs> that. That was you. <laughs> yeah, I was the one who drew that. So um, that's a crazy side of it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was, I mean, it was a wild time, and it went late into the evening, as it should. I mean, it's an incredible accomplishment to make the team, and everybody deserves to let loose and have some fun. Was anyone on your team or the United States team maybe different in the after party than you thought they would be? no everyone was really just themselves like everyone yeah they were i think adam left a little early he had to catch a flight so um i didn't see him after midnight but everyone was there i think everyone like 80 percent of the guys were there so it was um it was it was jumping it was really really cool but you know with all this great play the win at Wyndham, your world ranking and everything you're gonna be making your first start in the masters next year Yes. I mean, have you thought about that? Like, first off, have you ever been to Augusta National? And second off, how excited are you going to be when you first get there? I've never been to Augusta National. It's going to be epic. Like, everyone is actually telling me, like, maybe go a little bit earlier, say soak it all in, so I don't go to the event and start taking pictures. Like, um, so that's going to be a special one. I, I don't. I think I'll, I might cry going to Noli Land. Like, it's it's going to be definitely heartwarming. You know, I'm going to have my whole family with me, so. I'm kind of picking and choosing who's going to caddy for me if, if we have the part three contest. So, you know, I'm going to enjoy that. And um, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm going to try to go over a little bit earlier and try to play practice rounds. And hopefully we can take pictures this time because I heard you're not allowed phones in, in Augusta. So, um, yeah, I can't yeah, wait. Special week. 
Can't wait for that invite letter. Yeah, I'd use as, up as many of those trips as they let you have leading up to that thing. Speaking of caddies, let's talk about your caddy this week. First week having Joey Scoff on the bag. How was it? How did that relationship come to be? Uh, you reaching out to him, wanting to work with him. What was it about Joe that made you think this might be the right guy? Um, well, first of all, I need a caddy. I felt like being like coming to my first official year. Like I knew it was my rookie year after the win, but it was this like this season is going to be my first full season. And I felt like I needed someone who was really experienced. And it was actually perfect timing. Like when Joe split, like I split with my caddy. So, um, you know, I, I texted Joe like, hey, like it'd be awesome if we could work together. And um, I let him, you know, and he was he was like, I know I don't really like. He he wanted the playoffs to go like he worked for worked for thirteen years with you know with his players so you know for that relationship to come about and we're like I'm starting at the Presidents Cup if we can work at the Presidents Cup it'd be great and we can trial out and like first week was a special week with him you know he he definitely showed me that man like it's it's a big difference when you have an experienced caddy on your back it, t- it makes a huge difference like eighteen on Saturday if it wasn't for him like that would have never happened because of Joe um that's the reason why i was there i was able to make that part i was able to hit that shot like he kept me in the moment and i think if maybe if he wasn't on the back i could have been four and oh like it was uh well sorry five and i played five matches so it was kudos to him you know he's he's an awesome guy and um i'm really looking forward to a hopefully a long relationship yeah hopefully it does and you know he also got some experience here in phoenix which is where we live the wm phoenix open i think you might kind of like it here. So this is our early pitch to make sure you're teeing it up in Phoenix this year. This is your kind of atmosphere. Place is nuts. It's about five times as many people that were at the President's Cup, just so you know. Wow, that's, that's insane. I can't wait to I can't wait till I get some 16 at par three. It's I saw beers like just going everywhere. So that's gonna yes, be my that is true. Yeah, that's gonna be my time to shine, right? So hopefully I can hit a good shot and get the crowd going. So all right, well, there's is an that early an official that's is that an early official commitment. commitment? You're coming to the waste management? Hopefully. We'll have to see, but I think hopefully. I think so. I'm not, I can't I, I'm not say 100%, but it's, it's looking likely. Delete that part. Go back to where he's We're just going to say, sounds like Tom's <laughs> coming to Phoenix. We're going to start blasting that out everywhere, Tommy. <laughs> Let me ask you this, because you were you had some moments with Scott where you were kind of hanging on him and closing your eyes while guys were putting and things like that. Did you notice the cologne that Joe wears all the time? Was he wearing it on the golf course, too? The what? The cologne. His, his cologne. scent. No, it's I very I mean, it hygienic. I'm pretty sure it went away with all the sweat, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny how like Joe's like such a like he's he's not that super emotional. He's always like kind of one kind of mood type of guy. So it's just on those moments, if I can just lean and I like leaning on him and he's just being like, "It's fine, like you're good." You know, it's, it helps me instead of having him like oh my gosh like, this is crazy like i hope this I hope this doesn't happen i hope this happens so it's um for him to just dude it's, you're good like it definitely helped me lean on him a little bit and you know go on his shoulders and close my eyes a little bit he's a he's a great caddy. smelling real good yeah, y'all are gonna make a great team but i know you're busy man so we're gonna get to our e9 real quick these are nine quick fun questions before we let you get out of here and we ask this one to everyone tom you can be anyone for a day Dead or alive, anyone in the history of the world, you get to be, experience what they go through for a day. Who would it be? Tiger Woods. I kind of assumed that was going to be right. the answer. Feels <laughs> appropriate. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna 
switch over here and ask you one that relates to that here, Tom, because we talked about your age a ton on here. This is your chance to make us feel even older right now. What is your first memory you have of actually watching Tiger Woods play golf live? Mm. Live? Like in person? Or you like mean, you were watching it on TV. Um, your first memory. I think it was his, I think it was the Masters. I think it was like, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's the 2005 Masters. Like that's the one. Uh, I watched the 2000 and like the first one or two, I think, ones he won. Um, which I think 2005 was my first memory. That ball going in on, on 16. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's one of my first memories of watching him, like, just do his thing, man. Like, that was epic. Aren't you three at the time? Three or four, yeah. I was like... That's a hell of a I memory. I was at least like eight, I think, when I watched that tape. Okay. So, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, back I, yeah. I, I wasn't like replay. crazy into golf, so like... Probably my first one of my first memories watching Tiger, and I have always like I hit shots. I remember being like nine years old, just chipping, trying to find the exact same shot, and just trying to replica that shot and doing the same celebration, that same speed. So, um, you know, hopefully, gosh, I, I want to see him, man. That would be yeah, incredible to see you two paired together at Augusta National. By the way, let's just go through, pitch that out there. I know that'd be a great idea. That's Tom Kim, Tiger Woods at Augusta National in 2023. That's I'd be no more nervous than anything. I think I, <laughs> that's a puke. That's a feel like you're yep. gonna puke three hours before situation, right there. I think I think that's exactly what it is. I think I'll be I'll be on the toilet for a little while. And Scott, I heard Scotty he he like on the Masters before the final round, he was like emotional, just you know, overwhelmed and stuff. I think that's gonna be me playing with Tiger on a on a Saturday, like whether it's the final group or it's like the first group, like it's gonna be the same thing for sure. God, I hope that's that not happens. a feel like you're gonna puke. That's an actual piece. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. Do you believe you would have gone five and zero last week at Quail Hollow if you only wore white shoes? <laughs> um, it would have been close. Not five and zero, but I think I would have. I could have. You, you were undefeated in white shoes, Tom. I know. I told Joe about that, and he was like, "We're never, yeah. black, we're never wearing black shoes again." <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was giving you a hard time at the party because you had the white shoes with the black socks, and you explained to me that you don't wear black shoes very often. I don't. It's, it's hot, man. Like, my feet are just like when, it, when you have a putt to like win a match or something, and you're thinking about your hot feet. It's like, all you want to do, you know, you want to be focused on your line, not your hot feet. So, uh, but luckily we had good weather, so it wasn't terrible, but. Definitely, if I'm playing, if I'm playing an individual tournament, I, you won't see me wear black shoes that often. There it is. The next captain needs to be aware of that. Yeah, <laughs> white shoes only. All white, everything. Mike Weir All for white. the internationals. Yeah, Mikey, take note. All right, Tom, you're living down in Dallas now, so you're officially a Texan. Okay, what do you see yourself wearing first? Boots or a cowboy hat? Cowboy hat. I can't do boots. You got one? No, I do not. I can't do boots. It just it doesn't look good on a guy like me. It just looks like a no. It's just it can't happen. It, <laughs> All right, no cowboy boots. No cowboy hat boots. though. If you hat, get that hat, that. send us a pick. I think I can pull off the hat. I think they'd love you. You come out at the Byron or Colonial with one oh, of those. Oh yeah. Huh? That's, that's you kidding me? That's you think you got fans that. now? They're oh. gonna love you. It's a good idea. I'm actually do that. It's actually a good call. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll, show up I'll, in that think, thing. Think about it. I'll think about it. All right, deal. All right, next one. With all this newfound fame. 
I know there's had to be someone that has reached out to you, whether it's Instagram DM or texted you that you've got to be like, my God, I can't believe this person is reaching out to me. Um, I wouldn't say a reach out, but I think the follows was, um, was pretty special. I got, got a follow from Jordan. I got followed by JT, got followed by Colin. Um, and Sam, Sam followed, I, I followed Sam first, but you know, getting that back follow was the thing special. I, I think that was the coolest part. And Jordan, I, I saw his story, but he uploaded on, he uploaded the post saying this guy. So that helped me get a little bit more followers. So. <laughs> Thanks, <Jordan. laughs> you're gonna do all right with the followers it's nice of, nice of you to take time with your fans too let them let them take a pic and put it on the gram yes jordan will thank you for that <laughs> all right tom you're a self-proclaimed uh fast food savant so you got to settle a big debate here especially now you're living in texas the better burger in and out water burger i've never tried water burger Mm. Oh, in Dallas, no Whataburger yet. Uh, I because I quit fast food. No one knows this, but I quit fast food. Um, oh, damn! I, I, I don't, hurts. I don't, I don't do much fast food anymore. So, um, like that's been a thing this year that that new diet. So, I've never tried Whataburger yet, but I'm not gonna lie. I did have In and Out this year. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie, but I haven't tried Whataburger yet. So I guess I have to choose In and Out. In and Out's my favorite burger in the U.S. It's the double double. Okay. That's what. Still good. I feel like that's the right answer. I was gonna say before you gave it up, was In and Out your favorite fast food place? I think so. I think it's it's okay. definitely like highly, highly ranked up there. Do you sidebar, this doesn't count. Do you eat as much as they say you do? Or like the little questions before your whole team, like who eats the most dude? It wasn't even like a hesitation, like Tom, 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 everybody. What are you what are you putting down? Just everything. Like I'm a big foodie, so yeah, I do eat a lot. I'm not gonna lie, like I enjoy having food, but I think it's the guys. I don't think they eat as much. Like, I think it's their fault. It's not my fault. Like, they're blaming it on me, but, like, dude, they're, like, they're skinny. Like, have some more food, like, please. Yeah, Adam Scott ain't eating like that, you know? Well, Look JT and he's working out. He's a beauty. Like, he's, he's, he's gorgeous. Like, gosh, he's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, I got a new question. Uh, JT and Jordan stole some of your nachos there Sunday night. By I, the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, like JT, I remember I, I put queso on my on my chips and he stole it from me. And Jordan was like, mm -hmm. "You're not getting that back." And <laughs> and I remember going to the thing and it was just like he was enjoying all of it. And I was I took one and I was like, "What are you doing? This is mine." So that was I love it. JT could afford a few calories. Exactly. All right, you got one left. Yeah, I got one left. All right, you go ahead. Do you think you could be potentially the first pro golfer to get an underwear deal, given how much exposure they get after you tear your pants multiple times? Got some space for sale. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. How many pairs of pants did you rip at the President's Cup? Um, Don't lie, because I, I have a text I, from Captain, I, I, Captain I, I, Emelman I knew, telling I knew. me. I knew I was. I did. I told. I told. I told the team, "Don't tell anyone." But I ripped one on the last day, um, going into the locker room. It it ripped, and I had to change pants. So three, three, three. Where are you tearing these things? It's it's funny how I got. So I, the ripped one got repaired, and I wore that to the and I wore that to the cabin, and it ripped somewhere else. Like, man, these pants are like not for me. Like, so I had to take. Phil's pants, um, 
it was big. It was like old man's pants, but at least it's better. Though. So when I get into a dress, no one sees my butt. <laughs> The international, that could be a marketing international team has to increase their budget now that you're on the team just to buy more pants. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Last one. Let's get out of here. Go to the after party. Who's a better dancer, you or Sung Jay? I have to, I mean, Sung Jay's known for that Gangnam style dance. So, like, he's, he's the OG, right? He, he started that. So I have to give it to him. He put on a sh- He put on a show. He did. That was that was fun to watch. It was impressive. I did not know that that side of Sung Jay existed. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You don't really see it until. Yeah. But I was surprised he actually did it. Like there was a lot of people there. A lot yeah. of people. But um, he pulls it off. He pulls it off. He does. Well, Sung Jay Gangnam Style. Oh, yeah. Big time. Over and over. Repeat. I had to do oh. it seven times that night. Yeah. Minimum. We had we I think we had it eight, seven times. And you dance and hey. so play the hits. You got it. Well, Tom, man, we really appreciate you coming on with us. Congratulations on such Thank a great you. week at Quail Hollow. Can't wait to see what the future has in store. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We'll see you in Phoenix. Yes. We'll see Give you us in a Phoenix thumbs up sure. real quick, Phoenix. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's yeah. sideways. That counts. All right. <laughs> All right, Tom. Have a good one, man. All right. Thanks, thanks Tom. Guys. See you, bud. Appreciate it. Take yeah. care. Well, you probably realize. Since this interview came out a little later than normal, we just did this thing. So we actually don't know what the hell he said. I bet he was great. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say right now he's funny. I love him. He's young. He's got a lot of energy. Um, love the kid. You know, talking with Joe Scovern, who's caddying for him now, he had so much fun with the kid at Quail Hall. I mean, just obviously his energy. He was putting juice into that international team. The kid is just it's all golf all the time. It's all he wants to do. Um, I've heard from some people what he does in his spare time is he watches golf swings on YouTube. No. And then when he's playing, when he's not, he's playing golf. Okay. So he yeah, likes that. He's gonna, he might give Sungjae a run for most weeks played in a year. Sounds like. I really like that story told about the President's Cup and that one time. That yeah. was cool. That was a good story. When he played Max Homa. Yeah, he played Max. Remember that? But man, that was sick. I loved his celebration. I love his energy. This kid is going to be a star over here. I mean, the American crowd already loves him. That's the best part. That's a, yeah, dude. Like, he's going to be embraced over here. I was texting with Skov afterwards. I was like, I mean, dude, your boy, single-handedly, like, keeping this team. Like, he's the only one with some counter punches to this thing. He's like, yeah, dude, this is fun, all this stuff. I was like, seems like he likes you because he's draped all over you like a prom date. Half the, like, the putts, and he's over yeah. there. He got his arm over him and closing his eyes and stuff. Like, feel like chemistry's pretty good there for week one. That's what we are talking. Joe was saying, he's like, I mean, I feel like I've been counting for this kid for like 10 years. We're, we're so close. It's been one week. Dude, it's been one week. And like just looking at his game, hey, hit it right there. The got it. game is so. Hey, you want me to read it? No, I got it. Okay, cool. Make it. I mean, dude, it's you don't hit too many errant shots. All right. Well, thanks to Tom Kim. That was awesome because I know you're getting pulled in every direction trying to do yeah. 9,000 interviews. It's now time to put, in, put on your favorite game day gear because college football is here and FanDuel wants you to get in on the action. Right now, new customers can get no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. So, ladies, we've been kind of on a little heater in this college football. I'm better at football than individual football games. Is, that's the only thing I can do. Then I bet the problem is I win the one I say, and then I'm like, hot. Of course I'm hot. I bet 17 more, lose about 15 of them. Well, you I got to just shut her down you after one. You should follow producer Mark's little parlay that he did. I saw a little producer Mark got Ooh. out ahead of himself over there on that McAfee, huh? Sent out a little tweet. Thanks for you didn't you didn't you didn't bank on the old lateral for a touchdown situation. Oh, the that McAfee all one. the time, producer Mark. You cannot be jinxing bets. I like was that. giving him some credit about his golf one that he hit. Oh, he had a golf but one, the but he McAfee had the McAfee one. He the had super it booked. Boost was insane. And shout out Fanduel. 
refunding those wages. That's incredible. That's, that's customer service. That's how you take care of your people right there. Not many bookies out there. If you're dealing with a boogie, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, never mind. Bad beat. Let's just we'll wash but it out. I will say props. Your TCU Horn Frogs came in huh. and beat the SMU. Should we talk about it? What'd you Finally, think? I didn't get to see any of it. I was at the President's Cup. It was just pretty much a boat race. Just big you won brother, by six points. Smacking little brother. We let y'all come back to keep it interesting. Is that your home field? We're like, look, we don't want everyone to leave, but this is what you expect. All right. Well, we Skillet's got back. We got football. We've got the Sanderson Farms down in Jackson, Mississippi. Sam Burns is there. No, no surprise. He's the favorite and defending champion. Makes sense. So we're going to do a little golf and a little football. Um, I'll start out with the football. Okay. We're just talking about that. I was torn, but I had two games I liked. I'm going with this one. Okay. He had SC, good, finally. They finally didn't cover. They're off the train. You're right until yeah, she bucks yeah. you. And everyone was on this Oregon State for some reason. It was crazy the amount of money coming in. Somebody knew some stuff, or people knew that we didn't, obviously. Well, and if you look at our golf like slash biggest... football parlay, too, I mean, we, oh. we hit well, that was looking like a lock. Justin Thomas looked like he was cruising to victory there on Sunday. We're gonna hit that one again. Bama, did Bama what they covered do. is what they do. So I'm hoping they do it again this week because I'm going Bama minus 16 and a half over the Hogs. Oof, over the. By the way, it took a brutal L to the A&M this past week. I don't know if you guys have seen any of that. Just one of the worst beats of all time. The doink off the top of the <laughs> off of the doink off the off the upright. Lost a little money on that one, too, Shocker. by the way. All right, going with Bama. I like that. I'm going to just full disclosure. My brain's not firing on all cylinders. Just getting back from a little uh, little trip here. So I picked this one a little quicker. I'm going to go Michigan minus 10 and a half double digit against Iowa. My whole thought process is Iowa doesn't really score points. So when you don't score and the other team does score, hard to win and hard to stay within 10. I'm just going to take Michigan. They're kind of rolling uh, right now, but I'm just going out on that one because I, I don't know that Iowa can put more than seven on the board. All right, and we'll do another fun golf football parlay later in the week. But let's get to the Sanderson Farm. Obviously not the strongest field. A lot of the, all, Most of the top guys just played the President's Cup. They're exhausted. But Sam Burns is heading there as the favorite, going off around 9.5 to 1. Uh, I'm going with a guy who I, he's going to win at some point this year. He's a stud, and he finally got to rest for a week. I feel like he hasn't took, took a week off in about six months. Saw hit the gala mm. going off at plus 1,800, 18 to 1, is your champion. I can't wait for him to win because it's going to come. And – he rolls the shit out of it. This is a good course to do that on. Um, love Sahith getting in there. I'll go with a guy. Speaking of playing some good golf, you go back the last few months, and it's on Corn Ferry Tour nonetheless, but the dude is golfing his ball. Played his first event as a, an official rookie on the PGA Tour up in Napa. Solo third. Can go low as shit and also puts the eyes out of it. I'm going Taylor Montgomery. 26 to 1. He's like the fifth betting favorite second event as a member. It's crazy. It's pretty gnarly. Like but he it. can go. All right. Dark horse. Going with a guy who's... A Southern fella knows all about this kind of grass. I just feel like when you say Jackson, Mississippi, he feels right at home. Trey Mullinax going mm -hmm. off at 45 to 1. One of my favorite golf swings. Picked up the win last year. Love his action. Great action. I'd like to bet these dudes that grew up on Bermuda the same way you do. I'm going to go with a similar type of a fella here. You get him at 45 to 1 and get it while the getting's good because he ain't going to stay there. But that's Harris English. It's because he's coming off the injury. Mm -hmm. He's only played that one event, top 10 last week back in Napa. So he's feeling good. Sounds like he's healthy. Playing good golf, uh, like I said, would never be these odds if he had been playing for a while. But he is, and he's sitting there at 45 to 1. I'll take Harris English at those odds all day. All right, well, there you have it. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. The app is so easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great odds. And when you win, you get paid fast. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel app today and sign up with promo code SUBPAR and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in free bets and bet on college football and golf all season long. That's promo code SUBPAR. 
Must be 21 years and older in select states. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in, in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 and 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. But do it responsibly, bud. Very responsible. Always. Uh, one thing you don't need to do responsibly if you ever go back to Charlotte, you got to go visit my boys over at Selwyn Pub. The Selwyn Pub. Home of, you know what they're known for? Oh. The transfusion. This is like the, this is Styrofoam like the genesis. Cups, Styrofoam cups make the difference for everything, by the way. But this is like, yeah, this is where the transfusion was born or something, apparently. I've been hearing about people been tweeting me, things like that. Did you get some? <laughs> Are think? they? Are they? Are they all they're cracked out to be? They're delicious. They do a wonderful job. It's a reason to visit Charlotte right now, just on the weekend. Head down here. So I watched them make it one thing. time. Since you're an expert, on all this, you know, yeah. they do. They do their vodka. They do their ginger ale, and they got like a little squirt bottle of grape. Let's give a little couple. Squirt, squirt. See, they don't overdo the grape. Yep. That's where most people mess it up, and it just tastes like grape juice, and it's super, super sweet. They do it right. Shout out Selwyn Pub. That's a good idea. Thanks to do for it having a little squirt, a little, yeah. little bottle like that. Might all have to do that. All right. Well, the. The superstars keep coming here on Golf Supply. Next week, we're going to be joined by one of the greatest bag men of all time, currently the caddy for Justin Thomas. Jim Bones Mackay is with us in studio. That's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar. 